0: Hello, Annie McLaughlin here for this week's edition of Stick Together, focusing on union news, workers' stories and social justice issues. Stick Together is produced in the studios of 3CR Radio in Melbourne. We broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network and we're coming to you on your local community radio station. This week... We go outside Crown Casino in Melbourne to find out why the Electrical Trades Union, ETU, and its supporters have redubbed Jamie Packer's cash cow, Frown, a world of unemployment, as maintenance workers are fired as a cost cutting exercise. But first, some union news. <laughs> The Australian Council of Trade Unions next gen conference earlier in July launched the First Nations Workers Alliance to represent the Community Development Program participants (CDP). CDP covers 30,000 people, most of whom are Aboriginal people. Jobless people in remote Australia must work 25 hours a week to receive welfare payments under the Community Development Programme, which is up to three times longer than city-based unemployed people need to work. We do believe that it's racially discriminatory when above 80% of workers in this scheme are Aboriginal and or Torres Strait Islanders, said Cara Keys from the Australian Council of Trade Unions, the ACTU. CDP participants can spend up to six months in a workplace, which the government describes as a long-term work experience opportunity. Ms Keyes said it was outrageous the government had created a pool of free labour for employers to access. They don't have any annual leave, sick leave and are not covered by oh arrangements. 3CR's Mara Modici spoke to Zach Wong from Sydney's MUA branch, the Maritime Union of Australia, at the Alice Springs Stand-Up 2017 conference about the new union.
1: My name's Zach Wong. Um, I'm the Secretary of the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Island Committee of the Sydney branch of the MUA, the Maritime Union of Australia.
2: And what brought you here to
1: Alice Springs? Uh, We came up, uh, myself and uh, my colleague uh, Kevin Bones-Kelly, we uh, came up to support the conference that's been happening this week in Alice Springs, the Stand Up 2017, uh, to mark the 10 years uh, since the Northern Territory intervention.
3: And did you
2: know much about the intervention before you came here? Uh,
1: More from a distance. uh, So I'm based in Sydney and um, heard about things happening through the media and, and like some... Speakers who came from the Northern Territory to talk about what was going on. So I knew, um, yeah, it was, it was it's some bad things happening up this way. Uh, this is my first time actually in Alice Springs hearing from local people about it, impacts.
3: And what impressions have you had of the place?
1: Uh, I can feel that uh, Alice Springs. Uh, it, it, it feels pretty segregated as a community. I can see there's a division between black and white here, um, like. It's, you can see the, the people here; they're very strong in their culture and you know traditions. And I uh, can also see there's like a lack of opportunity for the mob here as well.
2: And what do you think the MUA can do from here? Having you know been here and been at the conference and seen it with
1: your own eyes. Uh, well, yeah, we're definitely fired up, and we want to when we go back to Sydney really want to think about what we can do to support from from that side. And uh, I can see uh, like we have to decide as a collective um, what we're going to be doing but I definitely see that um, there's a real need for, for job opportunities, real jobs, uh, So, and that's something that the union can actually um, have an impact in that area of um, somehow trying to um, improve the job opportunities for the mob here. Uh, the ACTU, the Australian Council of Trade Unions, uh, has just recently launched the First Nation Workers' Alliance, uh, which is uh, a, a group that said it's going to be leading the campaign against CDP, the Community Development Programme, Um, It's a program that's been very um, damaging for communities in the NT and um, particularly in the remote communities um, as it uh, basically treats uh, mainly Aboriginal workers as as second class and they're paid less than minimum wage, not classed as workers under the Fair Work Act. So it's a a program that needs to end. Um, And uh, the ACTU um, and including um, the MUA are, are really... I'm excited and uh, looking forward to leading um, this First Nations Workers' Alliance. I'm trying to start actually building a bit of awareness and some solidarity there.
0: An update on the miners from the Oakey North coal mine west of Rockhampton, who have been on strike since May this year, over demands by Anglo-Swiss mega-company Glencore to be allowed to cut their wages and conditions. Glencore has continued the lockout of about 190 miners for a second week running. The proposed workplace agreement being put forward by Glencore would limit workers' access to workplace representation, allow the company to unilaterally change rosters, pay workers based on profit not hours and work, and increase the cost of companies' Accommodation for workers. It will also limit the ability of the employees to have some matters determined by arbitration. Glencore's recent corporate manoeuvrings, where Glencore paid a high premium to control Rio Tinto's coal and allied, means that, as usual, the cost will be taken out of the skin of the workers, as the Okie North miners are finding, or as the financial media say, the pathway to extracting full value of the synergies that justify that premium will be paved with cost-reducing efficiencies and workplace flexibilities. As the largest coal mining conglomerate in Australia, Glencore has five more Australian coal mines operating with expired employment agreements, including its Hunter Valley Mines in New South Wales, which have been operating with expired contracts for five years. Sally McManus, ACTU Australian Council of Trade Unions, had this to say.
2: Well, Glencore is one of the biggest, most profitable multinationals around the world. They're a mining company that operates in, you know, countries all around the world and they also don't put limits on their greed. They don't even put limits on human rights. They're happy to go and operate in um, countries and cozy up to regimes that... You know, abuse um, human rights, so they will um, not stop at anything. And so again, the only solution to the likes of Glencore is for humans, for for working people, to put limits on their greed, to say, when you operate in Australia, there's certain rules you have to follow, and we will make sure you follow those rules. If you don't do that, they'll just get away with anything. They won't, they, they won't, they'll, they'll just find every single way to get around things. They don't care about locking out those boys for eight days, they're obviously wanting to teach them a lesson. Um, because those workers, 99% of them, rejected the dodgy pay offer they gave them. So um, this is just paybacks. And when our laws are always about, they are around the world, industrial laws are about balancing out the power between employers and employees. It's now out of balance, and that's why it's got to change.
0: Thanks very much. Scabby the Rat, a giant inflatable rat, a fixture of the CUB picket, and recently seen at the community picket at the Longford dispute in Gippsland has been struck down by court order. Friday the 21st of July the Australian Workers Union the Australian Manufacturing Workers Union and the Electrical Trade Union agreed to orders to temporarily deflate scabby the rat and remove signs that read don't be scabby the rat after UGL brought a damages claim against them for coercion and anti-competitive conduct. Remember the former SO onshore and offshore maintenance contractor UGL-CAFA has been replaced by a subsidiary of UGL MTCT services so that onshore and offshore maintenance workers can be fired and new workers have cut wages and conditions for the same work. This court order has just given the unions a chance to be a bit more creative. Scabby has been replaced by 12-foot cigar-smoking inflatable cat, which squeezes a local worker in one hand and a bag of money in the other. Greedy the fat cat is expected to escape potential claims from Esso's maintenance contractor, UGL, that it is intimidating workers Not to cross the picket line.
4: You're listening to Stick Together,
0: Workers' Stories and Union News. Broadcast around the country every week on the Community Radio Network. You're on Stick Together, Union News, Workers' Stories and Social Justice Issues. In early July, Crown Casino in Melbourne laid off its entire electrical workforce. The casino then tendered an electrical gaming contract to the poker machine supplier Amtec. Just three weeks ago, Amtec advertised the new casino positions with wages set at 50% of the old salary. Amtec is directed by Jeff Kennett, the former Liberal Premier of Victoria, who gave Crown its licence. On July the 25th, electrical trade unions, members and their supporters rallied outside Crown wearing shirts saying, frown, a world of unemployment, Stick Together was there.
5: My name's Steve Disson, I'm an organiser with the ETU. How you going mate? Good, I'm from Stick
0: Together Show uh, 3CR, yep. can you give me some understanding of what's going on here?
5: Alright, no worries. So basically what's happened here is um, we have an EBA in place with about 100 workers on it across the CFMEU, the Plumbers Union and the ETU. Now the company have decided to outsource um, 20% of the people on that agreement. Now when they're outsourcing it, them telling them they can't have their jobs back for a period of six months. This allows them to get away without paying union rates. Now the company that's coming in to do the outsourcing, the chairman's Jeff Kennett. So um, you know, everyone always talked about how Jeff was doing deals with the casino and we also found out that he's got a lighting contract. We're being told that he's got a $7 million lighting contract that he signed at the casino as well. So a bit of a conflict of interest here. You've got an ex-poly that ticked off on the casino now. Years down the track, is making millions of dollars out of that very same casino. So the issue um, at play, really, and, it, and it's like, like CUB and like SO and, and, and like all these other Parmalat disputes and, and all this stuff that's going on at the moment, the Fair Work Act allows these companies, after the last few years, they've figured out all the loopholes. And one of the loopholes here is they can sack these guys, even though they're on a current EBA, outsource their work and pay 50% of the wages. The company coming in is on the award. It's actually a 53% reduction in the permissible minimum wage. So... Um, do that again. It's a, they're going down to the award wage, so the Business Equipment Award. So currently they're on an EBA here. So their, their wages go from $76,000 a year up to $84,000 a year for our Pokétex. With the award wage on the Business Equipment Award, the equivalent is $37,000. So they can pay down to thirty seven. Now the casino is saying, oh, we're not going to pay them $37,000 a year, but they can. And that's the big issue. You've got a billionaire here. You've got a transfer of wealth from people on, you know, 76 to 84 grand a year. And they're going to be subsidising the lifestyle of a billionaire. Because he's up. He's actually, at the moment, and we're, we're, they. the casino has told us this is a cost-cutting exercise. They've been very blatant about it. And at the moment, there was a special dividend paid earlier this year uh, to crown shareholders. And Packer owns about 50% of the company. So he got $383 million himself personally out of that dividend payment. So now they're telling us they need to cut costs in the casino. I reckon Packer probably could have taken a little bit less out of the casino. But we do hear he's actually got a $138 million super yacht on order at the moment being built for him in the UK. So um, he needs to hit up the boys for a bit of cash, it looks like. But um...
0: it's kind of interesting too because there was uh, the issue last year about uh, cut, uh, cutting the costs of people's, uh, cutting wages for people who were working in the casino. Uh, you know, doing uh, hospitality and a whole range of other things. Uh, uh, you know, doing the uh, t- running the tables and all that sort of stuff. Now they won that dispute. Do you think that maybe they're thinking they can cut the costs with maintenance? You know, take one.
5: Well, this, is the, this um, site here is the largest single site employer in Victoria. And what you say here, the cutting costs, and do you think this, this is a big thing. If they can outsource, if they can bring in outsourcing, it's more than just cutting wages. Outsourcing completely gets rid of most of your rights in the workplace. When you no longer work directly for the client, the entity that runs the joint, then you don't have the job security and they can do whatever they want with your wages. They can do a shell agreement and put you onto something new that you didn't vote on. So these blokes voted for this EBA and now um, through outsourcing they're able to not only just reduce wages but reduce job security and anything else. So this is a massive thing. If if this is allowed to happen at the casino, the largest single site employer in Victoria to our people, then it can happen to anyone here. And you've got to ask yourself, if anyone can afford to pay decent wages and conditions in our society, it's this casino and this billionaire that runs the joint.
0: So it's an Americanisation of the Australian industrial scene. (laughs)
5: Yet, like we've seen for many years, more casualisation, lower wages, people having a struggle harder and harder. There's no reason for it. The casino made, I think it was in the the ballpark of $400 million profit last year. There is absolutely no reason to be doing this. Nothing justifies it. It is pure greed. So it's,
0: it's the change of civilisation as we know it in Australia, basically. That's what they're aiming for.
5: Well, if workers lie down and take it, if society says that this behaviour is normal and says it's OK, then yes, that's what, exactly what will happen. We'll be going down the, the line of um, America with the working poor. We don't have to. People do have options. This is the thing. You can stand up and fight back but you need to be in a union and you need to be willing to stand up and fight. Crown have told these people this morning, the workers in here, that they're not allowed to come out here and listen to this in any Crown uniform. They've had three meetings with them over the last two weeks in order to try and stop them coming out today during this meeting. They want a, They want to stifle debate. They want to stifle what's happening here and they don't want the media and the public to know what's happening in here because as long as these companies can get away with it in the dark, dank corners of their workplaces, then they can get away with it. But the problem is it's happening everywhere.
0: I'm from 3CR, Stick Together Show. You're down here to support the workers. Yeah, I was just outraged that these guys could lose their jobs after so many years so that the function could be contracted out and they're not even allowed to apply for the job. I mean, this is beyond what I can accept and find tolerable. You say you're down here to support the workers here? Absolutely, yes. Because
2: um, you know this is part of a real bosses' offensive. We've seen it time and time again where the bosses are saying, "Well, we're going to cut your wages. If you don't like it, you can leave." And we've got a reserve army, uh, you know, of contract workers to replace your jobs. So good to see
0: the fight back. Yeah. What about the cat? Greedy I cat. Ha- I hadn't seen. That. Come and look at the cat. Come the Liz. This cat replaces Scabby the rat because apparently the courts told them that you know Scabby was illegal. Okay. So now this is Greedy the cat.
2: <laughs> Greedy the cat. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's pretty pathetic when the bosses feel threatened by a, a blow-up. Um, you know. Thing like a cat or a or a scabby rat, isn't it? So I think I think it's great having these things because it just shows up how how you know again how, what partly it's an indication of the strength that we have against the bosses. So
0: thanks. I was just wondering why you you were down here. Why have you come?
6: Why we protesting? We're protesting because people are uh, going against agreements agreements that's already been in force on the site. Uh, they want to change the agreement without consultation and agreement. So uh, I think it's right we should protest that. Every Australian should be protesting this.
0: SCR's Stick Together show, would you uh, tell me why you're here today?
6: Sure. uh, Quite quite, uh, simply, we're here for uh, the inequity of the working man simply to do his job and then be undercut of his wages and conditions by somebody who's simply more desperate to find that job.
0: Yeah, that's pretty uh, grim, isn't it?
6: Unfortunately, when you don't have a level playing field... um, In today's society, there's always someone more desperate to do the work and therefore you get a race to the bottom. So that's why we're here. We're here to fight for the the workers' rights, to have a a reasonable standard of uh, wages and conditions, look after them and and their family.
0: Also uh, create an understanding of solidarity.
6: Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's an old union saying that, um, you know, stick together. We've got to stick together. Otherwise... um, it simply is a race to the bottom. And the more we make people aware that, you know, if we divide it, we'll fall. They'll, they'll split us and then we'll fall. So, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, that's why we're all here, to support the 16 workers that are here. Even though it's a small number, it's a strong issue. Thanks very much.
0: Can I ask you? I'm from Stick Together. We've spoken before. Oh, yeah. G'day, yeah, yeah, g'day how, g'day. how are you? You've been doing the rounds to a, quite a number of very serious disputes. Yep. Uh, This is another one. Can you tell me uh, what your message is to workers of Australia?
2: Well, that uh, despite the fact that Turnbull um, and the Liberals want to say that inequality isn't a problem, inequality is the problem. The fact that um, wages aren't moving and profits are going up. So last year profits went up 40% and wages only went up 1.9% where's the rest of that money going? It's not coming to us. And this is because our governments have followed a failed um, policy of neoliberalism and that's been all about um, taking rights off workers, privatising everything and giving more and more money to the people at the top. When that happens, you get a massive power imbalance and the rules that are meant to protect us are no longer strong enough. So in terms of our working rights are no longer strong enough to deal with the power of those elites. So we've got this example here outside Crown Casino, the beating heart of you know, corporate greed in Melbourne, where you've got a billionaire, James Packer, who will not put limits on his own greed. And because they've got too much power, they're able just to outsource and sack their workforce and um, we need our laws to change to protect workers so that that can't happen. So my message to the workers of Australia is, is we need to um, all band together and demand a better and stronger rights
3: at work. Again, it is these disgusting bully tactics. And I want to introduce our next speaker, Van Badham, and she's used to dealing with a lot of bully boys. Isn't that right, Van? Well, come up and let us know what you think of Crank Casino.
4: Thanks, Luke, and it's fantastic to be here today wearing my Media, Entertainment and Arts Alliance shirt. I'm the Vice President of the Union in Victoria and I would like to thank all of you who backed us in our fight against Fairfax for backing us in. Thank you. Because whether you're a media worker, or whether you're a technician in the casino, whether you work in aged care or disability care, whether you're a public servant, whether you're a scientist, whether you're a fitter and turner, whether you're a miner, whether you work in furniture... Whether you work in a steelworks, it doesn't matter which profession you are in in this country anymore, you are vulnerable. You are vulnerable to the evil plague of idiotic American ideas that organisations like the Liberal Party and their mates in the IPA and all the other crazy right-wing think tanks have been importing for years. The rate of casualisation in this country is a disgrace and it affects everybody. It affects everybody from cleaners and retail workers to academics. There is no such thing as a permanent job anymore. Casualisation is now at 40%. 40%. And let's put this in context. In Germany, when the casualisation rate hit 20%, it was considered a national crisis and government and industry and unions came together to restore the security of jobs to the German people. But we live in Australia. We live in Australia where Scott Morrison has the temerity to tell us that inequality is not a problem. And being terrified that your permanent job that you rely on to pay your mortgage and feed your family, your terror that that's going to be taken away from you because someone like Jeff Kennett can raise his lizard-like head over Victoria once again and find way to make money out of treating workers like garbage once again. So someone like Jamie Packer, who is worth 4 billion dollars and a crown organisation that makes over half a billion profit a year can grind workers into the dirt. Scott Morrison says we're just complaining. We're just making it up. Inequality is all in our heads. A member of the Liberal Party said in Parliament yesterday that inequality is just this fantasy and what it means. This was what was actually said Was if you look over your neighbour's fence and see they've got a jet ski and you don't have one, well, you're not doing too badly. This is a member of parliament's actual analysis of what is going on in this country. A country where we are living in... I wouldn't wish the conditions of working in the media on anybody. I would not wish the conditions of freelancing on a dog. I wouldn't even... Wish it on Scott Morrison, because I'm actually a better Christian than he is. But what I will wish is this. That what we've learnt in struggles, like the magnificent campaign to restore jobs at Carlton United Breweries, fought by union members who are here today. What we've learnt from warehouses to university campuses to Fairfax across this country, is that working people taking a stand in their trade unions makes a difference. It makes the most important difference that it is because we don't only win campaigns, we show other people how it's done. We show other people that equality is a thing that you don't just have to believe in, it's a thing that you can live. It's a vision that we can all share of a better community one with fairness and permanence and reasonable expectations about the education of our kids about medicare about social stability about good reliable jobs that we can give our guts to and will pay us back what we are worth so i say this to our friends in the liberal party it's not about a jet ski mate It's about me and it's about you and you and you and all of us here and our brothers and sisters throughout the movement and every other person who we can talk to, who we can inspire to take action. Everyone who can stand up and say enough is enough. You can screw your jet jet ski. We are changing the rules.
3: Well, it has been some months since our success at CUB and it might be some months before we see success here, but be absolutely assured we stand tall, proud and in solidarity with our members here on this site. because the only real answer to such organised greed, and that's what this is, organised greed, is organised labour, and this is something unions do very, very well. So I say to the Packers, I say to the Kenners of this dispute, not even your silence will save you. Because real change, real fundamental change, will never come from corporate Australia, will never come from the captains of industry, will never come from rule or regulation. Real fundamental change will only come when good, decent, hard-working people Stand around fires and 44-gallon drums in the middle of the night with nothing more than a belief that we can make a difference, that change will come. Not just for ourselves, not just for our workplace, not just for our union, but for a new generation, for our children, for our children's children. That's why victory in this dispute is so fundamental to our core principles. The ETU unions are not a fee-for-service organisation. They are family. So together with our brothers and sisters here, we're going to hold this line. We are going to hold this line till hell freezes over, and then we're going to hold this line on fucking ice skates. We are not going to give up this fight. This is our creed. This is our belief, and this will be our victory. I say union, you say power, union! Union! I say union, you say power, union!
0: That's it for Stick Together. Thanks to you for listening. Stick Together is produced at 3CR Studios in Melbourne and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. It's brought to you on your community radio stations. The podcast is available at 3cr.org.au. You can contact the producers of the show at sticktogether3cr at gmail.com or by ringing 94198377. The area code is 03 and leaving us a message. Remember, wherever you are, whatever you do, there's a union for you. My name's Annie McLaughlin. Catch you next time.